This is the VI Sound and Vision Podcast. Welcome to the next episode of the VI Sound and Vision Podcast. And yes, this month is another event special. Yes, if you follow Apple as avidly as I do on this podcast, you will have known that there has been an event this month. So therefore, I thought it's only fair that I bring Leighton back on the podcast to talk about the various announcements at Apple Unleashed, which was the title of the most recent event. So you will hear us talk about the new MacBooks, the new AirPods, and our various thoughts on that. Plus, as I've said, I am trying to increase coverage of other companies on the podcast. So on this episode, you will also hear me and Leighton talk about the Google event and certain highlights we have picked out of that one as well. After this month's edition, there will be some demos on the podcast. Obviously, for the last two months, there was a lot of tech events that I was focusing on. Naturally, you know, I want to also focus on doing what this podcast always has done, and that is demonstrations. So they will be back next month with some Windows coverage. So I look forward to very much that and setting up a Windows machine that I've got from scratch pretty much so it will be interesting because i will be focusing on experience of setting up with narrator from the box basically see how easy that will be that is the plan for next month but this month i hope you enjoy one more event coverage episode for this year and i will speak to you a bit more about plans for next year when it comes to event coverage at the end so yes there we go another apple event has been and gone and again i but we'll include it on the podcast because it's worth talking about these new devices because as good as it is to demonstrate devices, I also like for people listening to the podcast to know what new stuff has been coming. And what I also like is actually talking to someone about it rather than just me banging on about it. So I got Leighton back on the podcast. Hello. Hello. Yes, you're back. And before we move on to talk about the Apple event, uh, I want to bring us back a bit to the last event we talked about, which was only an episode ago. And we said uh, about the new phones, new iPads and new Apple Watch. And we said, you know, you said you will buy the Apple Watch because you wanted you liked the sound of it. Did you actually manage to do it? Yes, I did. I actually got it on launch day. So as soon as pre-orders opened, I went and ordered it and I got it delivered the day I went on sale on Apple stores. And... In general, is it working fine? Because I've always heard this thing say to people say, you know, oh, don't get the first batch, you know, that, that they tend to be the problematic ones. But do you have any problems with the ones you've got before we move on to what you actually think of it? None whatsoever. The only issue I had was um, when it came to resetting my Series 5, um, when my brother went to set it up as his watch, uh, for some reason, it asked my Apple ID password, even though I did the um, unpairing method. That's an um, odd one. So it's an odd one. Hmm. So let's move on to actually what you think of this watch, because obviously we said the only thing really new with this watch is the redesign, which I know I said on the podcast, it's a bit, uh, it's not much, it's not a huge amount, it's not something that'll make me upgrade, but, you know, you've got it, you've been using it. What do you actually think of it? What what stands out for you? Well, I like the new watch faces because I'm sighted. And, and the bigger screen with the new watch faces. Yeah, because naturally so, the bigger screen allows you to see a lot more and, you know, having useful vision does help in that. What do you think yep. of the physical redesign then of the round flattened edges and such that, you know, does that work really well? It does work really well. As you know, I'm, I am sighted. So when it comes to putting my wrist into all sorts of angles, I can still see the screen. 
and the screen's also a lot brighter as well compared well, that... to my old Series 5. Well, exactly. It helps to see things better. So which size did you actually go for? Did you go for the 45 or the 41 millimeter? I got the 41 millimeter um, aluminium in midnight. Ah, yes. Midnight or in English, uh, what color would you call it? Because yeah. Purpley black. Yeah, purpley blackish kind of thing. But Sounds pretty good. So you've had it for a couple of weeks now. And would you say it was a worthy upgrade? I think it was. Uh, the battery life on it has been brilliant. That's the thing for me on these things. It's a battery life that's crucial because of how much use it gets during the day. It's for it to have the battery life for you to actually be able to complete, for example, your stand goal, which sometimes on my Series 4, I need to chuck it on charge during the day to kind of give me a boost in order to complete my stand goal. With my Series 5, I was actually charging it up a couple of times a day, but that could be down to the degrading of the battery. Yes. Um, but one thing I have noticed with this um, Series 7 is that I'm charging it once a day and I charge it for might be an hour max. And I even wear my watch overnight as well. Well, this is the thing. I've always said this with sleep tracking on the watch. It's all good. But for people that charge their watch overnight, that's always a problem. But if you can charge it quickly like that in an hour but during the day, that's pretty decent. It is. Um, Apple also include a USB-C fast charger. Well, you use a USB power plug, but you, and they give you the uh, puck that's USB-C. Mm. And um, it's made out of aluminium, whereas nice. the previous generations are actually made out of plastic. Mm, that's pretty good. So, again, that fast charger probably allows the charge a lot quicker, which means, yeah, you can then use it for sleep tracking as well as daily activity kind of tracking features as well. Yes, you can. And I don't, I've never used that new charger because I just use my MagSafe. Well, if it works with that, then I, then that's, you know, you don't really, and also considering you said it, how you did point out how long it charges without that fast charger, that's still pretty fast. I'd say. Yeah. Right. So there we go. So yeah, if you want to upgrade the Apple the, to the new Apple watch and, uh, you know, if you if you still if you still don't want to upgrade because there's no new features as such, that's fair enough. But redesigned so far, getting the positive views there. So right, we'll move on to the next, uh, the main topic of this episode, which is the most recent Apple event, Unleashed. And I wouldn't say it was a surprise event. I think most of us um, who follow Apple did expect this event to come. Yes, we did. You know, we knew no no MacBooks were announced uh, in the September event. So you can kind of tell this was going to happen. I guess the one thing some of us were expecting is for the iPad mini to be announced in that event rather than the September event. That obviously didn't happen, but interesting things were still announced. And um, I want to move on to the MacBooks. Uh, so they've released new MacBooks. And tell us a bit more about them. And what do you actually, what do you think of, of the designs? The designs are really good. Um, there's a 14-inch and a 16-inch, and they've shrunk down the bezels, and the MacBooks have now got a notch. Which we all, of course, love to see. Yes, we do. Um, but the way Apple have designed it, they've actually designed it around the um, top menu bar, so it blends in. So I like the way they've done it. And the camera's also had an upgrade as well. It's now mm. 1080p. Now, what do you think of the, I mean, the 14-inch, the fair enough, 
that's kind of in between the two other sizes they used to have between the 13 inch and 15. But what do you think of a 16 inch? Because it's not a, technically not a massive increase, but it is an increase nevertheless. What do you think of that addition of that size to the lineup? I quite like it. Um, it looks about the same sort of size um, in form factor, but they've to the 15 inch. But what they've done is they've shrunk the bezels to get more screen real estate. Which I think in a laptop like that, especially for like audio product, well, not audio production, but video production, I'd say more and gaming and such like that. You've got that bigger screen space that they take full advantage of when you're do when you're working or you're watching something on, on, on a screen that size. And the other useful thing they've done is they brought back ports. Instead of having USB-C only, they brought back HDMI, memory card slot. Um, and I think they also brought back the headphone jack as well. To be honest, I think that's a big thing when it comes to the when when it comes to the laptops, because you still need the ports. Yes, I know they, you know, they're trying to phase a lot of them out, but in my opinion, in a computer, ports should always be there, especially that a lot of these are still being used. HDMI is certainly not dying out anytime soon. People prefer to use wired headphones when it comes to audio production, especially because you then don't have the latency that wireless headphones provide. Memory cards, I'm not sure how often they get used, but you know, it's good to have that option as well. Yeah. I mean, memory cards get used more by photographers if they're on the go and you can't get an internet connection for, um, say, like your cloud storage, like your iCloud or your Google Drives. Yes, I guess that's still a good option to have. And, of course, it does include Apple's new silicon chips. So, again, that that has its own own advantage and power to to speak of. Oh, definitely. Um, These new Apple silicon chips... Blows everything else, everything else out the water. You kind of wonder with these things how the, the limits of these chips, you know, how far they can go before they kind of go, well, we can't really think of any more improvements we can make. I don't know if we can make things any faster than they bring this out. Yeah, exactly. The M1 Pro and the M1 Max. Mm. I am really impressed with them. I really, really do like them. And I do, again, because I've got an M1 already, I will not be upgrading. But for the pro, pro workers out there, a lot of people say you need a desktop machine for the pro work and such. But my point is now with the laptops, with the MacBooks that they've released now, you still need the desktop machine to do what a pro desktop machine can do because there's, exactly. there's laptops that can do just the same. Yes, there is. And... One thing I've noticed, uh, a trend over the last few years, is that the sale of desktop computers is actually declining. Which is quite a worrying thing, for, to be honest, for the tech industry, because I personally have always said this, a laptop's always much better. I did kind of think about getting a desktop machine earlier this year when I found out that I need to upgrade my Mac. But then I decided to still get a laptop because you just never know when that portability will be needed. And if you get a desktop machine, you simply will not have that ability. Exactly. And if you look at some, I use the, um, the new IMAX as an example, the, the ones that were announced mm. back in the summer. One I was tempted to get at one point. Yes, so was I. If I hadn't bought my M1 MacBook Air, I probably would have gone for an IMAX because spec-wise, like for like. That's, that's the crazy thing. A desktop machine spec is like for like with a laptop spec these days. That's, that's something we haven't ever had which no, I think is haven't. remarkable. And, 
It is. It just shows how far computing has come over the last 10 years or so. Because, you know, you've always had like laptops and you always knew there were considerably inferior machines to desktop computers. But nowadays, like you said, desktop sales are declining. And it's a wonder whether that, well, I mean, this is hypothetical because I think we're years away from that. But you do wonder, will desktops face a challenge to uh, face a risk of being phased out in 20 years or so? I think they probably will, because at the end of the day, you've also got another line of computing, and that is tablet computing. Exactly. So the, it's an interesting one. I mean, yeah, you could probably get some desktop fanatics now messaging in, kind of going, no, they've got plenty of time, which they probably do. But hey, it's something that's definitely uh, worth thinking about. Another announcement I want to move on from this Apple event, and this actually made me very happy, as people may know, if you've listened to uh, me doing the event coverages on this podcast. So Apple have finally announced the new AirPods, which everyone expected in uh, April, then June, and then the September events. And neither of these events actually had these headphones announced. But the new AirPods third generation, or AirPods 3, as they call them, has been announced. And I think the big news for me, and that's a personal preference more than anything, is the silicon tip design is not being used for the AirPods 3. No, they're not. And it was a nice surprise. I've got all these movies over the last year. We finally got them. It took long enough. I was just kind of going, surely, if they have to announce them in this event, no other, they haven't announced it before, surely now is the time to be, to announce this. And huh, they did. And yeah, the design is, they, they've redesigned the pods themselves to look a bit more like the AirPods Pro, but yep. they have not taken it that as far us to have the silicon tips, which I really like because I don't know. I don't, I don't like the idea of the silicon tips because it goes too far into your ear. And I think the, the standard design, the classic design is a bit more healthier. Yeah. I mean, I've got a pair of AirPods Pro and I've got to say the um, sound quality is really good on it. But, yeah, the, I... but if I, if I hadn't had the AirPods Pro and I was coming from say like, um, a Gen 1 or a Gen 2 AirPods, they'd definitely get the um, Generation 3 AirPods. Yes, I'm definitely keen on... Well, I probably will get the new Air, AirPods. It all depends. My current ones, I've got first gens, who I've, which I've had for about four years. I recently got one of the, the left AirPod replaced, but if they start giving me grief again, I probably will buy them because that new design is not there. That new design is still as it was, so it'll still go into your ear as normal. And apparently... I've heard from people, some people said that apparently if you can, if you, you can do certain gestures by like squeezing the stems, apparently I've heard of this. Is that true? Yes, it is. It's the same um, touch gestures and squeeze gestures that you get with the AirPods Pro. Again, I really like that because it makes it much easier to use. Yes, it does. I think that's pretty phenomenal. Uh, so yeah, that was a very short Apple event. Don't think anything also, else was announced. It also, the AirPods Pro, I've got to mention, also brought in a couple of other things that, that are an advantage over the AirPods Pro as well. So battery life is one of them. Well, that's always yeah. a big one. Because you get now get 30 hours battery life from the case and Which you get an immense. extra hour listening time as well on, on a single charge. Which is brilliant considering how often people use them. And 30 hours from the charging case Again, that's pretty decent considering the first gens never had that. 
Exactly. And also, not only that, they brought in a new case for it as well, which is now MagSafe. So if you've got a MagSafe charger, You're basically you can now in. charge it via MagSafe and you probably charge a little bit quicker as well. Again, I love this. MagSafe is being bought in everywhere, which I think is brilliant. And I think I'd assume the iPads will probably get it at some stage as well. And everything will, it's probably kind of the new charging concept yeah. that you're going to have. The new, the new charging standard. Because um, mm-hmm. if you think about it, they brought MagSafe back to the new MacBook Pros. Exactly, which I and missed. I think, it's, it's something like my, my, my current MacBook Air doesn't have this. And I think they brought it with the with the um, iMac as well. I but I make safe as well. I love it because it's something that you know you kind of think it's a safer way to do it because then if you trip over a cable, the cable just gets taken out without the laptop kind of f- f- being sent flying across the room. Yeah. Which MagSafe yeah, exactly. is something that I've I loved since I got my when I had my MacBook Pro 2014. MagSafe is something that I've always was a big fan of, and as soon as I saw the concept, I thought. Brilliant. This is how charging needs to be for, from now on. Yeah, it definitely does. And seeing it in the phones and the AirPods, that is really good. So, yeah, that's the Apple event. Now, naturally, this would be quite a short episode uh, because as far as I'm aware, that was all that was announced during the event, unless there was anything else that we missed. No, I don't think there was anything else that we missed, but Apple did say um, that Mac OS Monterey is on its way. And it, and it yeah, is here. It is here indeed. And the one thing, we actually got to quickly mention this because you've mentioned this to me just before we started recording, which I did not realize because I've um, I've not explored everything in Monterey. But the one simple process that has been simplified is uh, resetting and wiping your Mac. Yes, it has. And I think it's a welcome, a welcome back, I think, because... I remember years, a couple of years ago, I was selling my Mac Mini, my, tw- my old 2014 Mac, Mac, Mac Mini with um, Mac OS Yosemite on it. And um, when I went to um, wipe it, I was following all the instructions on how to do that. I even phoned up Apple and they went through it with me. They even watched me do it and it was a nightmare. So I ended up having to take it to the Apple store. But now it's made, been made a hell of a lot easier. Um, all it is is a case of going to system preferences, then going to the top left-hand corner of your menu bar, and there is now a erase content and settings option, just like you get with your iPhone. Exactly. They've made this is what, this is what I was going to say. They've made it much more similar to the iPhone, which I think is fantastic because. I had to do this a few months ago and that, as you know, with because I had to get a new Mac and I've done it and it worked. But goodness me, it was the most stressful process and it took a good two hours to do. So it's to, it's 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 a welcome change for me, for Monterey here to be able to actually erase it like that in a much more simple process. It just shows how much closer Mac OS and iOS and iPad OS have come closer together. And we keep saying that, you know, it's popped up in our WWDC episode that we did where we said, you know, is it such a long dream to kind of say Mac OS, iPad OS combine? Yeah, you know, I think I think that's coming. I don't think we're as far away from that as some people would 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 like us to think personally. So, yeah, if you look at because if you look at iPad OS and Mac OS now, it's very hard to tell them apart. I think the only difference is one's used on a touchscreen and one's used with a keyboard slash mouse yeah. slash trackpad. Apart from that, 
you really have to work hard to find the differences and have to work even harder to work out the to work out you know the fact that it is not that long before the two should combine ideally that's the way it looks like it's going yeah, so, and, yes. I've been, and I've been saying that for such a long time. Well, we've been, like I said, we bounced this idea around, you know, WWDC event. And on another podcast that me and you did, we actually talked about that when we did the summer um, April event. Yeah. And when we were talking, we were talking about the M1 iPad Pros, it just shows the machine, the iPads are capable of running it because it's exactly. got the same silicon. Exactly. So to me, it's only a matter of a few years, I think. Five years at most, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I would agree with you on that one. Hmm, remains to be seen. Right, so as the episode is still a bit short, I also thought, as I've always said, I want to increase coverage of different companies and different tech products on this podcast. I want to actually move on and talk about the Google event that was uh, pretty much the day after. Sadly, it did not clash with the Apple event, which would have just been funny. But <laughs> yeah, it would have been hilarious. Uh, dreams, a dream on, eh? it didn't happen but hey, maybe next year, maybe next year they'll crash and see who wins, I think we can pick that already, but, so the Google event, now we're all, we, we and you are both Apple users we've said this before, we made it perfectly clear I think people can obviously tell that Yeah. But we thought, we'll check out the Google event and see what's announced, and what stole that for me was the Pixel Buds yes I really like them, and I do like the. I'm not saying I will upgrade from my airpods because i like my airpods but what i do like about the pixel buds design is actually the overhead that kind of it goes over your ear design i really like that yeah i like that as well because i think it's much more comfortable and something big problem i have with the wireless buds it's something that prevents me from using them everywhere these things fall out too damn easily but with the pixel buds that's one of the things that shouldn't hopefully happen that that easily it shouldn't do because they've got hooks over the over the years Mm, so that design should work. So that was definitely a highlight for me. Of course, the other announcements were the new Pixel phones, which, what do you think of them? You know, are they any good? They do look impressive. Um, you know what my thoughts are on Google anyway, so I won't be going near it anytime soon. Um, Specs-wise, they look, they look pretty good. Um, I have seen some early reviews on them as well, running, is- um, with Android 12 running on it. What would you say is the standout? Do the Pixel phones have that one standout feature like that some phones have, that one standout feature that makes them stand out completely from the other lineup? I would say it's more about photography. As the, yeah, that's, that tends to be the common theme, I think. Yeah, I think you find that with most smartphones, mm-hmm. but the colour accuracy is a lot better. So sometimes when, when you're doing photography... You have um, too much light saturation and you don't get the true colours. Mm. And Google have um, said they fixed this with the um, computational photography that's built into the Pixel. be quite interesting. And, of course, I do like that live transla- translation feature they've kind of introduced as well, which Apple have sort of got an equivalent of. Yeah. But but I, think, I, think the, I think the Google one for that um, is probably a little bit better. Yeah, I quite like that. I do wonder if they'll if it'll be stay on Google devices if they'll bring it to the Google Translator app on the iPhone. Not sure how possible that would be. But it wouldn't surprise me if Apple mm. bring that in iOS sixteen. No, wouldn't that, that? I mean, the, Apple will have to stay on top of that. So I think that'd be pretty good. So yeah, I think 
is there anything else that stood out for you in the Google event before we move on to the next little point? I want to talk about the pixels. Um, no. Um, all, they, all it was really about was the Pixel 6, 6 Pro and the, and the Pixel Buds. So moving on to talking about the Pixel still, it's a little advice that we've got really for Android users. So as I've said to people before, if, you, if people want to get into Android, that there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But the piece of advice we're going to issue here, and I want to get your thoughts on this because you said you agree with me on this, really. In order to get the best Android experience, much as, yeah, okay, we all have our opinions of various companies, including Google, but if you want to get the best Android experience, and that's a point that I'm making here to see if you agree or not, surely the best phone to get would be the Pixel. And I totally agree with you on that because you get the true Android experience. Because um, if you say you get an Android phone from, say, like Samsung, as an example, you're going to get a load of stuff from Samsung. So it's not really the true Android experience. Exactly. And with Google, you will get basically Android and only Android sort of thing, which I think is ideal if you want to experience the full operating system for what it is rather than what other companies kind of add to it. Exactly. Because if you said you buy um, a Samsung Galaxy from... Um, say from a network provider, not only are you going to get Samsung's version of Android, you're also going to get networks, um, your network's um, version of Android as well. So it's going to have a load of something I'll call crapware. Yeah, exactly. And I think the best way to compare it to as well is kind of if you get Windows machines where, you know, you can get a Microsoft Surface Pro. Yes, you're going to be milked for money, unfortunately, but let's be brutally honest, which tech company doesn't do that these days? But if you get a Windows machine from Microsoft, obviously, as they make the Windows operating system, you're going to get stock Windows, as I'd like to call it. Yeah. But if you get it from like Toshiba, which, again, I like their computers because they feel really flimsy, but they're very durable. But the problem with their machines is the amount of bloatware slash crapware that you get with them. Unbelievable. So in all honesty, I think to summarize this podcast, the Apple event, the MacBooks, really good interesting sizes i think the 16 inch is definitely good especially from the visual side if you've got visual impact if you've got a visual impairment but you still prefer this and are able to use the screen then that big screen size even if it's just an inch bigger that might make a world of a difference to someone yes it does and uh, and that's another thing i've noticed with the apple watch series 7 even though it's a one millimeter increase in screen size it looks like it's a lot bigger You'll be it surprised be how much how much the, how much difference that little increase makes. Also, yeah, definitely, mm, we also definitely recommend the AirPods Three if you want to get them, especially if you've got the first generation. I think that we that's a much worthy upgrade. If you don't like the silicon silicon tips, don't worry, they don't have them. Apple Apple have heard all the complaints and they clearly listened. So that's the Apple event. The Google event clear highlights there is the Pixel Buds. If you want to get them go ahead we'll be curious to see message the podcast and let me know how they go you know be good to hear some reviews if you've got if you if you're keen to do it contact the podcast and i'm sure i can include you in that and also the pixel phones they sound pretty good if you like your cameras but also if you want to get a true full stock android experience do highly recommend you get your pixel there will be some android content on the podcast unfortunately not with a pixel but there will be some talk back related content now the apple events have finished 
But yes, I would say that's pretty good. That's the two events covered. Uh, I don't know if there'll be any more events we'll be covering this year, but there's plenty next year to come, including, of course, CES. Yes. I wish I'm planning to do some coverage on the podcast. Hopefully you could join me for that. Plus, And we also have the um, Apple Spring event. Mm. It's always a wonder whether that will come or not. But yes, there'll be plenty of Apple events. So yes, Leighton, I'm sure you'll be back on the podcast very soon. But for now, mate, thank you very much for joining me this year to talk about the various events. Pleasure as always. There it is. That is the episode done. And yes, it was a very good one. I did enjoy talking about the Google event for a change. It's interesting to include something different, something I haven't really talked about on this podcast, whether it's on my own or with anyone else. So it's interesting to mix things up a bit. And of course, talking about the usual Apple tech, definitely very happy with the new AirPods and not the silicon tips design. So yes, I don't know if you could tell. Probably could. So yes, that was very much enjoyable. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So as I've said at the beginning, I am planning to continue the event coverage next year as well as doing demos on the podcast. Uh, But the difference will be that I'm planning to do the event episodes as bonus episodes because I think the, the good thing about this podcast is I demo things and a lot of people have found them useful based on the messages I received on Facebook, on email. So thinking of that, I want to cover the events still because I think it's a good piece of coverage to have and I think it's good to let people know what's available and what new technology is coming out and what new software is coming out. I think that's still very important to cover but I think what's also important is to include the demos of various technologies so people know how to do things and what can be done with various pieces of technology. So therefore the events episodes will be bonus episodes together with the monthly uploads so that way It will create a few more episodes each year and hopefully the podcast will be of more benefit to people and will get an equal amount of coverage of both the events and the demonstrations. So that's one of the changes I'm planning for next year. There are a few episodes I will still have planned for the next few months, so I will keep you guys posted on that on various social media. But yes, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys in the next one where there will be some Windows coverage. So yes, looking forward to that one, definitely setting up a windows machine out of the box from scratch straight straight up so hopefully you will be able to join me for that one and i will speak to you then this is the vi sound and vision podcast